I think there is a certain amount of, I think that sometimes women are very angry at other women because women have been made to feel so bad about their sexuality, right? I think there's, I think not just men admire those women. I think that secretly a lot of the women that hate them admire them, right? Mm. Like it, it, I don't want to call it admiration, but I, it's, they, 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 they envy wish them. that they had that kind of yeah. sexual autonomy or they, they, there's a desire. Of it. Yeah. It's an, it's an, it's an anger. A lot of those women don't realize that they're, they're weaponizing an anger that they feel because they are unable to live sexually freely. And that's, that's your problem. Like you should have to deal with that, but we project these things onto other people. And so I think that's part of, I think women buy into all kinds of ideas about sluttiness and worth and your worth being tied to your purity. And it's, you can feel better about yourself than someone by hating on them because they have a higher body count than you do. I mean, it's completely misogynistic bullshit, but people feel better about it. And what they don't actually realize is that they wish they had that kind of sexual freedom. a great point they know that it's good yeah but but they are too afraid to get it or they don't know how to get it and like and i feel like for women there has been like on the opposite side there has been some good like a lot of good content about encouraging women to not tie their self-worth to their relationship status Uh, yeah that's been a really positive but it's been on the no sex side it hasn't been on the <laughs> pro sex side and in, in, in other words like feeling that there's like you sh- neither one of these scenarios has any bearing on your worth as a person so they haven't gotten that message on if you want to go on lots of dates and have lots of sex whatever like it's not magical you can do it if you want yeah and in, in the moment that you're in and obviously people can transition to any much as they feel like that's how you should feel about it whether you're having none or a lot that has nothing to do with your worth and and men i think have i mean they've always had kind of a perverse higher sense of worth if they're having more right and so i mean i I guess that's better than feeling like you're terrible (laughs) there's also Uh, the sort of thing of like what's that it's people word it different ways but the cliche of like men want a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets so there's that you're getting this like all changing messaging and i would think that's a little bit of the conflict for women who hate on these women is Mm -hmm. at the same time that men say that they want someone who is virginal they want someone who's incredibly fuckable and really good at it and Mm -hmm. And how do you get to that (laughs) and say that again and how do you get to that how do you point? get to Got that? It. Yeah, if those, if I'm supposed to like juggle both of those, like that's, I mean, it, it does come back to simple Madonna whore stuff. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. And then also, I think there is this sort of second wave feminism also is still kind of lingering, infecting particularly older women. 
Yeah. Um, and so like for them, they, I mean, they got this idea that all sex is rape, which is just. Well, that's ludicrous. Andrea's work in, in particular. And I think that she's, yeah. it's very, she's very sort of, I think there's been a, a I think that feminism, whatever wave of feminism that we're in is very much pushed back on that idea. Mm -hmm. Right. Or that porn is inherently yeah. degrading regardless of how the porn looks or is made or I mean that sort of anti-sex feminism feels out has felt as from and my lifetime has always felt outdated to me like a wave that happened before I came of age because yeah yeah and it is kind of maybe like a left-wing kind of version of sort of the what's the word for it like I'm not wanting to go further feminism in the same way like Barbie is that like this, this far and no further. Um, right. And I mean, the, the ultimate red. Wait, pill this far and no further, meaning something baked into the idea that like there's, okay, so we overcorrected for misogyny and sexism. That's what feminism did. It overcorrected for it. And now we need to pull back a little. No, I mean, in the sense that they don't want to include uh, all women. Oh, so like escorts or actresses or whatever, like, I mean, they, these are women who are making fully legitimate choices if, Yeah, and you should not judge them if you pretend to advocate for women. Right. And you should actually help them instead of persecuting them. But ultimately though, like the ultimate sort of red pill on the left, I feel like is that feminism is humanism and understanding what that means both for women and for men mm -hmm. and uh, that once you can accept that i think that that's how you unlock personal progress and at least i mean for me i to like having that understanding it is eye-opening in some sense and it's really important because a lot of men as as we've talked about have not understood that humanism is for them also and feminism is not a threat to you and that you, and then in fact, you should learn from it about yourself that, that they, there's this idea, if you're getting a lot, then you're a great person. And if you're getting none, then you are worthless and pathetic and a loser. And why do you even exist? And that's the message that pop culture pushes to men. And it has for a long time. Yeah. Um, and Jordan Peterson for all his problems, he understands on a certain level that, that, that men feel pressured that way. And of course he has the horrible, awful answer to that, which is, oh, we need to shame women yeah, and ration them and control them. Um, yeah. And then they push this advice out there and, and of course it doesn't work because no woman, even Republican women are not going to go back to the forties. That's not happening. And so, I mean, pick me's exist for sure, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. But even that's a lie for most of them. Yeah. Like it's a lie. They're just doing it for clout chasing or to get money. And I mean, like, I'm sure there, there, there are some who legitimately feel that way, but it's a very small number. Yeah. Well, I guess we should actually talk about some of our things. Oh yeah. We should here. talk about actual uh, news. Well, let's talk about Doja Cat then. Oh, God. Ah. Uh, 
<laughs> she's just been so exhausting to me for such a long time. So I, the latest thing is that she posted a picture of herself. She's in a car and she's wearing a shirt. And she, it's clear that she wants the shirt to be visible with Sam Hyde on it, who is, uh, I mean, just one of my least favorite people. I don't want to call him a, a member of the all right, because what does that even mean? But he certainly indulged in a lot of that. And I know that his Comedy Central show got canceled mm-hmm. because of his affiliation with all that stuff. And she well, just and has such gave, a long... He literally, well, and we have to say, he literally gave money to the Daily Stormer. Oh, uh, right. There's that. He's, that's right. Yeah. He and Andrew Anglin are like this. And that's my fingers doing close <laughs> thing that people mm-hmm. can't see. I mean, I just, I, I haven't rabbit hole her recently, but one of the things that I remember first, that first left a really bad taste in my mouth, and this has been a few years ago at this point, was when she was accused of, and the video was available, of going into these chat rooms and doing just kind of engaging in shitty sort of smirky racist chat Mm -hmm. stuff and also she had a song called do nothing or didn't do nothing which is a didn't do nothing yeah yeah well not nothing nothing because nothing yeah yeah because which is another all all right Meme. It's a meme of how they say that black people talk about when when they are because all black black people are criminals and when they are pretending that they didn't commit the crime that they were involved in that's always their excuse. And she just I think that my my sense of her has been that she's someone who has just ex- existed in those realms of the internet for so long that she doesn't one she's unwilling to stop going to them because we know that even after she had to release a bunch of statements disavowing racism and all the stuff she was accused of and she said my i my family is i grew up around she'd been accused of not spending very much time around black people that it was clear that only her her white mother had raised well, her, the, and she countered with yeah. the fact that half of her family is South African. She actually had spent a, a lot of time around her Black relatives, that her mother was actually exceptional in her life in terms of a white person who was really critical to her upbringing and influencing her during her formative years. But I, I think that she, and I, I, obviously I don't know this person, so we always run the danger of just talking out of our asses when we're talking about who famous people are, what we think that they do. But it just feels like this is a place she feels really comfortable is with just like edgy, quote unquote, edgy, edgelord, racist bullshit that mm-hmm. she could kind of dip her toe into and play around with that in a sort of like it's very evocative of like hipster racism from sort of bygone vice days and Mm. i just don't think that shit's cute yeah well she had talked in the past that she was did face some persecution for being mixed from black kids oh that's Um, funny because i've only heard her talk about or seen quotes from her about 
the kind of racism she experienced as someone who certainly presents as black. And so I think it's interesting that, and, and, and then I think there's a whole thing with that too. Like, I think there is a kind of, I mean, I think she's too old for this shit now, but you know, if you move in these kind of edgy alternative subcultures where you're outnumbered as a black or black presenting person, you might start to get the idea that you can toy a little bit with that kind of racist shit too. Mm. And, but I just think she's been called out enough for it. Like she seems really drawn to it, like moth, like a moth to a flame. And mm. yeah, like, I don't know that that is because of some central conflict she has because of her biracialism. Or... Well, it's also, I mean, some of it, I think there's there from a musical standpoint, there's something going on as well too, because yeah. I mean, independent of her controversial racial things, she had recently said that if you like my second and third album, you're a chump. Basically. Yeah, total. Yeah, that was all for uh, the. That was all was for a, the money. Yeah, it was a. Those were a, a money grab, and so she's somebody who, I mean, she basically did teach herself everything that she knows. She taught herself how to rap. She taught herself all this stuff. She didn't really have anybody helping her out with things, and and then I mean, I I think it is. She. It seems like. And I don't know. Well, it's hard to say, of course, as to, to what you were saying. We don't know her, but it it is it does seem like that today's female rappers are much more sexualized than, let's say, like Lauren Hill or or and, and, you know any of the other nineties I mean, rappers. Are they were. are they more sexualized than say Kaya with my neck, my back, or Lil Kim? Well, she no, but but Lil or, Kim was like she was kind of remarkable in being so sexualized at that time period. I think she was, and some people that like that was part of her thing was that she was so frank with her sexuality. If you got to think way back, that that was the case, and I remember it because uh, that's when I was in right wing media, and like they were all aghast about because this she woman. was the only one that they'd heard of, not because <laughs> she was the only person doing it. Yeah, okay, that's fair, but it was still something that I feel like that was kind of a trademark for Lil Kim. Uh, I, I, I don't know, like Nicki Minaj is, she did kind of set the pattern for the the women who came after her to some extent or another. And all the, the only reason I'm saying this is that it seems perhaps that she thinks, because I mean, that Doja, you, may, you have to, given that her, what made her famous was her Moo video, right? And no. maybe she thinks that it, that's that not was what made her. What made her that was her first. She had an album, and nobody. I I looked went over to YouTube. Like her first album, almost none of the songs have any views compared. Yeah, to Yeah, but her. she got a lot of like. She was like a SoundCloud rapper that like garnered a fair amount of fans from her SoundCloud stuff, and then yeah, but it was had, not nearly as big though. Moo was what put her on the map. Um, I guess to a, a more mainstream audience, sure. But I think that she had a, she had, she was able to 
to move could become so viral because there were already enough people who knew her and kind of. Hmm. Well, okay. Was. I mean, she had a basis. I, that's true. I yeah. mean, she had a record. She had a deal. So, but my point being, maybe she thinks that some of that stuff is was degrading to her in in in, in some sense that like I, she's having possibly like a delayed child star transition type thing like miley cyrus she it was like i'm not hannah montana anymore i don't think of me like that and she had her wild period and and, and like i i feel like there's some of that involved here but you know her career started later than miley cyrus has did so it's maybe she's trying to be to get rid of some of her more bubblegum type fans and so she's trying so basically if your if your act is sexual rap in one way or another right like if you're already regarded as sexy and edgy in some sense that way basically she's trying to be edgy in a in a way that will get rid of drive those fans away cuz she told she was like don't don't be my fan don't call yourself kittens yeah uh, even though that was her idea like all of this happened before the Sam Hyde thing, and and I mean it's and obviously I I think it's just a mix. Like this is a mix of a bunch of different things here, and I mean and you still I mean you still hate to see see it happen. I um, mean I I just think that moving and these kinds of edgy. I mean look I think that there's something to be said for the way that everyone, particularly if you move in every black person, particularly if you move in scenes it's irl or online that are overwhelmingly white and depending on the tenor of kind of like the predominant ethos of that scene i think that for her that the predominant ethos was this kind of edgy the shit poster scene yeah shit poster scene and that's that's kind of been where she lived and that's, I think every Black person has their route to dealing with internalized Blackness, anti-Blackness, just sort of all the things that get thrown at you. Like, I think there's, people go to through be accepted into a few whiteness. stages of dealing. Yeah. yeah. And if you, and I think that that can be even more acute if, if you're, she's biracial and she spent all this, her, this time in like, basically swimming in like 4chan then that's like her humor aesthetic and she mm -hmm. feels like she's just being edgy too and i think that that will get a lot less funny with time for her yeah well and it is absolutely the case that i mean and who you never know if these people are telling the truth but lots of people on 4chan and before that hn they claim that they're that they're black or Asian or Hispanic or whatever. Like they, I see people say that all the time. That and of course, again, like who knows if they're telling the truth? But probably some of them are. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, either. like there's a lot of that idea that kind of like, like there was a lot of sort of hipster racism, but it's all a laugh and it's a gag and we're being it, we're being funny and irreverent. And I'm indulging in it too. Like, I think mm -hmm. it, I think there's a lot of black people who've been in scenes like that who have themselves Just kind of indulged in it. that stuff until, yeah. until they, until they were like, oh, you know what? This shit isn't funny. And the more I sort of understand the way the world works, the more I realize that I'm not nearly as in on the joke as I thought. Yeah. 
Well, and and I mean the other thing about that, the, I mean the the origin story of the alt right is that for a lot of them, it did just start off as joking. Yeah, um, and just try. I, I'm just trying to be offensive. As, as offensive as possible. I offend everyone. I have no right. sacred cows. Oh, um, and that's like a favorite thing to say in a lot of those things is, oh, I don't hate anyone. I, I'm i not racist. I just hate everybody. It gives mm-hmm. a license to say this like uh, horrific bullshit or make these like terrible jokes, but always, mm-hmm. but always under the guise of it being a joke when there's there's some real nasty work happening there. And I think yeah. Sometimes... Well, and after a while, you say it. You say something enough times, in jest. Eventually, you start to believe it. I mean, that's like that's how acting works. Like, we, if you're as an actor, in in order to really do it well, you have to believe it in the moment that you say the lines. And and that's just how we are as human beings. I think that the more we say something, the more we believe it, even if we don't intend it to be that way. And it seems like. Some of that's happening here, but it's like an outgrowth, yeah, like of her, it's, I mean, of her own experiences and, uh, and like, there's probably something there with her, I mean, resentment toward her father seems like, cause he abandoned their family and that was the biggest black influence, probably maybe the only one that she had growing up. Um, I mean, she denies that, relative. but sure. Yeah. But, but I do have a real expectation that. I think that there will be a point at which she is because she strikes me as smart. She's like she's incredibly smart. This so woman is she's is a genius, I think. Well, I think she's uh, someone that will come to like I, I think she'll she'll have some realizations and over time and it that stuff will I I don't think it not only will it come become well, also just like I think it's a very sort of youth youth oriented sphere, but I think also as she sort of like ages out of it and also has some more more consequential experiences with race, I think that she's also someone because of I think her willingness to kind of live out loud. Like that's also I think embedded in her experience of being so so online is that I can imagine her someone who's being very open about the fact that she's that she no longer thinks it's funny and kind of talking about like what that period meant to her and looking back on it in a much more reflective way. Cause I think it's, I think it's defensive. I do think it's a defense against a lot of stuff, just the stuff well, I talked need- about, but also yeah. the sense that like, you don't want to be a normie and, and you, you, you don't want to be lumped in with, with everybody else. And you don't want people to make assumptions about you because of who you are racially. So look at how I yeah. defy all this stuff. And I'm not, you know, there's all kinds of well, stuff at work. Yeah, and like it is true with her music. Like she is really good at blending different things. And the style of stuff she produces is, it is incredibly different than musically speaking than pretty much anybody else's stuff out there. Hopefully she'll see the joke was on her but these are conversations that have to be had though because as the we've got the gen z and gen alpha as they're called coming up which is a lot less white yeah there are there i mean this is the reality that a lot of young people right now teenagers are facing and people people need to hear about that experience and coming out of it. 
and because also, before they go into it or while they're in it um we need this we need this i just feel like i'm reminded of how it's consistently it's always difficult to have conversations about israel palestine it's a fraught subject Everybody yeah knows. it's a it's a fraught subject for obviously everyone clearly every single person mm -hmm. or else we wouldn't or else it wouldn't be a subject so is that why you're wearing your peace shirt Callie? <laughs> yes um <laughs> i don't know i mean my thought is that yeah to some degree this is kind of being used by the american right wing to try to divide and conquer like as a as a as an issue in like they're they're trying to go after Rashida Tlaib for yeah having a, for having a Palestinian a fucking flag Palestinian flag outside her office like she didn't change nationalities because of Hamas well I mean it is the case that like I, I one of the to to what to go back to what something you said earlier about if somebody with their phone or just somebody saying something on Twitter like those random individuals should not be said to represent anybody they certainly are not leading anything or whatever they're just some r random person and so i mean but at the same time it it, it does i i think it, this is kind of like one of the few lingering sort of cold war relics in some ways that of the kind of foreign policy struggles that we used in debates that we used to have in this country of americans taking the side of one oppressive government against another one <laughs> because that's kind of what the scenario we're talking about here is right now that hamas is a worthless abusive corrupt government in palestine that does not help its people yeah and, and they're incredibly incompetent like it's that is a fact and they the palestinians deserve better than what they have but on the why, other hand they voted for they, it and why don't, don't they have better well they voted for hamas so <laughs> right but why do they find themselves in a situation where hamas feels like their only option i mean i just feel like it we get real it's stressful yeah yeah but here's the other kind of horrible irony about all this is that the Republican Party is basically turning itself into Hamas, but for yeah. Christians. And when you look at far-right neo-Nazi type activists like Andrew England, they talk about Christian Sharia. Like, that's their yeah. goal. Yeah. They use that term explicitly. And well, you're the, you're the person that introduced me to that term, like, several episodes back. I didn't even know yeah. that was a thing. And Yeah. Oh, did you go down that rabbit hole, Callie? <laughs> I mean, a bit, just because I was like mm -hmm. so startled to hear the term, and you were like, "No, that's a real thing." <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it's like, but the other the other parallel, of course, also is that, you know, that they're developing a military paramilitary wing, the Proud Boys and Three Percenters and Oath Keepers and all these other fucking militia. Um, you know, it's. And yet that's, I, I, don't, I haven't seen anybody make that point too much. Have you? Yes, on Twitter. 
Oh, I, in an article or something. Oh, I'm sure there are articles about it. I feel like it's floating out there enough that someone's written a piece about it. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I, I yeah, because it is, I mean, it absolutely is the case that, that Israel's definitely, when you keep, when you box people in, you don't let them come out and you make it impossible for them to have businesses and jobs and, like, you you are making people hate you and you're making them you're making them crazy when you treat them like that and of course violence and injustice by one party does not in any way mitigate or excuse violence injustice and terrorism done by another party in response but at the same time i mean the arab world deserves a lot of condemnation as well because they basically have abandoned the palestinians it's like this is another classic instance of a group claiming to represent or respect or an, a oppressed population and then doing shit for them like these guys have so much money and like they could they have enough money to give every palestinian a hundred thousand dollars us and many times over every year they could do it and they don't and like and that's something that I does not get called out about it, about their conduct. Um, and like, I, it's awful the way that the Israelis keep stealing the land and all that. Um, but, you know, the, the Arab states basically have just decided, well, you know what? Oh, well, sucks to be them. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. Solidarity. <laughs> and that's basically what they've been doing for the last 20, 30 years. And and it's and I feel like that needs to be called out more than it does because essentially they don't really have anyone who's got money, yeah, who's willing to, to do anything for them, yeah. Uh, and it's awful. That and, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what more we can say about it. We only talked about two things today. Um, I know. But that's okay. Okay. Um, well. Okay. All right. Well, hey, what if will you... you be drinking on Friday? Probably just beer. <laughs> oh, beer. Yeah. I basically don't drink unless it's with friends anymore. Uh -huh. Well, I just meant because I, I don't really drink cocktails anymore, and well, I don't, I don't like beer. Like, I hate the taste of beer. I'd rather, if I'm at a bar and they only have beer, which never happens, <laughs> they either have just beer and wine, yeah. or but I just, mm -hmm. I, I. Oh, there is a bar that only has beer you know, that I've gone to with a friend. And it's like, I'm just not going to drink, I guess, because I hate the taste of beer. I prefer wine, to be honest. But as somebody who basically never drinks, like beer is nice that it comes in a little bottle. Uh, <laughs> and then I can be done with it. Because like, I, I, I was wasting so much wine because like I would open up a bottle for a friend coming over or whatever. And then I'd never drink the rest of it. So I'm just like, this is a waste. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah. All right. Well, I will see you on Friday then. I'll see you Friday. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.